Hello everyone and welcome to the Investing City Podcast, where the goal is to get better at investing, business, and life. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It really means a lot. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. The following is presented for informational purposes only and is not investment advice. This information must not be relied upon in making any investment decision. Investing City cannot be held responsible for any type of loss incurred by applying any of the information presented. Furthermore, securities discussed in this podcast may be held by Investing City and members thereof. Thank you. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today is actually a really exciting day because of two reasons. So the first one is, today is our 50th episode of the Investing City Podcast, and we are just so thankful that you tune in. We can't tell you how much it means. We really appreciate you listening, and so that is the first thing. 50 episodes, our first episode was almost exactly a year ago, so we're really excited about how this thing has grown, and just all the people that we've had on, we are just overjoyed with how this has turned out. So that's the first thing. The second thing is today we're launching a little offering. So if you follow us on Twitter, you might have context, but for those of you who don't, let me explain. So a little bit ago, we started breaking down some business models on Twitter. Just about a series of 10 or 12 tweets, just breaking down a business and just figuring out how the company makes money, what are the levers that are important for the company, and we've gotten a surprisingly good response. So the tweet that kind of went viral was on Costco, and we just kind of noticed that if you look at the financial statements in the annual report for Costco, they basically make all of their profit from the membership fees and kind of break even on all of the merchandise. And that was kind of a novel finding, I guess, and people really enjoyed it. Almost 40,000 people liked it. I think there was like 10,000 retweets, and we don't bring that up to brag, but we just bring that up because there seemed to be really a demand. People find this interesting. So we did some more of them, eight of these business model breakdowns, and every time people responded really well. So some people have even personally reached out to us and say, I would actually pay money for you to do this as kind of like a separate service. And this really blew us away because we were thinking, we just really enjoy doing this in our free time. It's really fun. I mean, I don't even look at it as work really. And people are saying they would pay for this. Like I I was really even confused, honestly. So thought about it more, what it would look like, put some polls out on Twitter asking people if they would actually pay for it just to make sure that I wasn't going crazy and this wasn't getting into my head or anything. And over a thousand people said they would pay something for it. And I was, again, really surprised. So I've been thinking a lot more about what it would look like and what the pricing would be and all of that stuff. So today is a really exciting day because we're actually officially launching a little new service called Business Breakdowns. And the idea is it's a bi-monthly newsletter where you get 
write in your inbox a business model breakdown of a company. So you get two a month, and then today is really exciting because we're launching the pricing and what it would look like. So I will leave the link in the show notes, but all you do is head on over there and you can see three examples of exactly what you would be getting. So those are free examples. And then here's the thing. So today is Cyber Monday. And of course, there's a bunch of deals. You're probably getting bombarded with everything. But here is one more. So the original price of the business breakdowns newsletter is going to be $12 a month and $100 a year. But until December 4th, we're doing a lifetime deal. So if you buy a subscription for the newsletter, it will be 50% off for your life. So instead of $12 a month, it's $6 a month. And instead of $100 a year, $50 a year. So $50 a year is just over $4 a month. And you'll be getting really in-depth breakdowns of business models. And we can't guarantee you'll be interested in every business model. But we sincerely believe the more business models and the more businesses that you understand, you are destined to become a better business person and a better investor. So for just about $2 per issue, you can get these right into your inbox. And we're really excited about this offering. We hope a lot of people will take us up on this offer specifically because 50% off for lifetime we think is really fair and we think this is a good price point, about $4 a month. We think that there's not really a newsletter out there like this that is at that low of a price point. So we're really excited about that. And you can just hop over in the show notes, check that out. It'll be good on mobile, desktop, everything. And we're actually thinking about more and more what it would look like. And we might even start up a little podcast specifically for breaking down business models, but I digress. So check that out. We really are excited about this offering and we thank you so much for your support. Okay, so on this episode, we're actually going to go through that Costco business model breakdown so you get an idea of what to expect if you're still not sold on paying for this newsletter. Okay, so let's jump right in. As I mentioned at the top of this, Costco actually makes all of their profit from the memberships and they have a very low gross margin for the merchandise. So this is Costco's secret ingredient, so to speak. They keep the gross margins for merchandise as low as they can, which in turn gives the company something they call pricing authority. So when you go to Costco, I mean, this is true for me. I don't even look at the price because I know that it's the best price possible. And this is what they call pricing authority. And they do this very meticulously. They have really close relationships with their suppliers. They even have a private label brand called Kirkland that you've probably seen. So the company really streamlines operations. For instance, it only has 4,000 SKUs. So a SKU is something in the retail world called a stock keeping unit. And it's basically how many different products the company has. So the Costco has about 4,000 on average. 
versus at Walmart, they have 100,000. So maybe not in every location, but these are kind of averages. So Walmart has 25 times the amount of SKUs, which means a lot more variety for consumers, but actually a lot more complexity for the company. So Costco keeps it very simple. I mean, you're not going to have a ton of different products. Like for peanut butter, you're not going to have Jiffy and Skippy and whatever other peanut butter brands there are. You're going to have one that's there and you can buy it in bulk. So Costco does its very best in order to get the best deals possible and keep those gross margins as low as possible. So gross margins on merchandise are actually about 11%. So that means that if you buy, you know, five pounds of peanut butter for $10, it actually costs Costco about $9. So they're very low gross margins on the merchandise. Moving on, the thing is, if you compare these gross margins to Target or Walmart, Target's gross margins are about 29% and Walmart's are about 25%. So that same five pounds of peanut butter would cost you about eleven fifty versus ten dollars at Costco. So eleven fifty at Target and eleven twenty five at Walmart. So it's not that much when you're talking about low numbers, but that little bit shows you that Costco really means business when getting the cheapest price possible. And moving on, Costco has a very low cash conversion cycle. So what that means is how fast can you go from product being in inventory to actually getting cash in your bank account as a business. So the way that that is calculated is there's something called days inventory outstanding, days payable outstanding, and days sales outstanding. Okay, let's break this down pretty quickly. So we start with DIO days inventory outstanding and the way you calculate this is you take the inventory and divide it by the cost of goods sold. So if you think about this, if inventory exactly matches cost of goods sold, that means that you would sell everything. And that's exactly what DIO stands for. It's how long does it take a retailer or any company with inventory as its main product how long does it take for that company to sell out of its inventory one time? So you take that inventory, divide it by cost of goods sold, and then you multiply that by 365 in order to get the number of days. So that's for inventory. Moving on, we have days sales outstanding. And so what we do is take the number of receivables and divide that by total sales. So it's how much in product are you waiting to actually get the cash for? And so that's DSO. You take the receivables divided by sales, and then you multiply it by 365 in order to get the number of days that it takes for you to actually receive those sales that are receivables. That's why it's called receivables. And the last piece of the cash conversion cycle is DPO, or days payable outstanding. And so what you do is take payables and divide that by cost of goods sold. And it basically shows you how much of your cost of goods sold or inventory, essentially, are you paying up front. 
and this is a measure of how fast you need to pay your suppliers. So a company with really high days payable outstanding means that you can actually keep your suppliers waiting to get paid. So you take payables divided by cost of goods sold and then multiply that by 365. And so if we do that for Costco, the DIO, the day's inventory outstanding, is about 32 days. And the day's sales outstanding is only about four days. So the cash conversion cycle, what we do is DIO plus DSO, and we get essentially how much inventory are we selling and then are we waiting for the receivables. So we do those two together, which is about 36 days. So 36 days it takes for Costco to get cash in the bank, but we also have to include DPO. How long does it take for Costco to pay their suppliers? So what we do is DIO plus DSO minus DPO. So a ton of acronyms, and it's pretty confusing via podcast because you can't really see it in action. At least that would be kind of confusing for me. But in short, cash conversion cycle is how much it takes, how many days it takes for a company to go from inventory to cash in the bank account, having paid all their suppliers. So for Costco, it's about four days. And that is really good. If you look at Macy's or some other retailers that are struggling, they can be upwards of 30 to 40 days. So that's an advantage in that case. Let's say 40 days for Macy's or something. I don't know exactly off the top of my head. But four days for Costco versus 40 days for Macy's. So Costco has a 36 or more than a month advantage of selling more product. So if you think about how much revenue Costco can do in a month, that is a huge amount. I mean, just last year, the company did over $150 billion in revenue. If you divide that by 12, you have well over $10 billion in revenue. So that is a big advantage for a company with as much revenue as Costco. So it's a really key thing to look out for the cash conversion cycle. What's even more interesting is Amazon actually has a negative cash conversion cycle, meaning they get paid upfront and they take a while to pay their suppliers. So it makes sense, right? With a website, if you log on and you buy something on Amazon, you give Amazon the cash and then they have to actually still pay if if you're using a third party, they pay the third party for the product since they're kind of this middleman that sits between the consumer and all the suppliers. So they actually get the money up front, which they can use. So Amazon's negative cash conversion cycle is really interesting as a business model. But we're on Costco right now, so we're going to focus on this. And then moving on, if you actually look at the income statement for Costco, if you look down at net income, it is awfully similar to the membership fees. And that's what we've been saying from the beginning is really uncanny, actually, how similar they are. So in 2018, membership fees were $3.14 billion, and that's a pretty small piece, about 2% of total revenues. So in 2018, they did 140, well over $140 billion in revenue. And for membership fees, they were only $3 billion, so about 2%. 
and if you compare that three billion to their net income, it's very similar. So membership fees were 3.14 billion and net income was 3.18 billion. So only about 40 million of a difference, which is pretty small when you're talking about this scale. And it's a really interesting business model, right? So they do all of this. They buy these big warehouses. They set up relationships with their suppliers. They make sure that everything is perfect. They don't use individual stockers because they actually have these big pallets that they move to make everything more efficient. They're just very diligent about everything. But all of that diligence is so that the gross margins can be as low as possible and so the company can have pricing authority. And when you have pricing authority, you'll have big demand because consumers are practical. Consumers want the most for as little money as possible. It's just very simple. That is something that will never change. People want more for less. And so Costco's business model evolves around exactly that. So they do all of this so that they can offer the best prices and the most value as possible and create this huge demand of which they actually just have a subscription model. So it's essentially like having a subscription model to the cheapest grocery store there is. That's all it is. It's a subscription for access to all that Costco has created. And so when you think about the business like that, it's actually pretty interesting rather than this stodgy old retailer that's trying to compete against Amazon. And clearly the company has a lot of paying customers. So this year, the company had more than 53 million paid members. And about 37% of these are executive members. So a normal Costco membership is $60 a year, and if you add on the executive tier, you pay another $60. So executive members pay $120 a year, and you get access to more cash back and other rebates. The interesting thing about this also is when people look at their rebate statement, they wonder, wait, I only paid $60 or $120 for this membership. How am I getting this much money back? And they wonder how it makes sense for Costco. But the interesting thing here is Costco is actually not on the hook for these rebates. Their suppliers are. So it's probably not a great thing to be a supplier of Costco. But the thing is, you're in front of 53 million people now. So you trade off this big scale for maybe not getting the best deal because Costco is so big and they can kind of drive down your prices. Now, I've heard Costco's relationships with suppliers are actually pretty good. They don't want you to kind of get smashed down as low as possible. And that might be the case for some suppliers, but I've actually heard that this isn't too bad for Costco. Anyway, it's... Just pretty interesting that the company does over a this year they'll do over 150 billion in revenue, but they'll only make about four billion in net profit, and about a hundred percent of that will come from those membership fees. So remember we were talking about gross margins being about 11 percent for Costco. It gets knocked down a little bit because there's some SG&A costs, so they have to pay employees, obviously. And so it gets knocked down, and there's taxes. So it's not really perfect. I mean, 
the membership fees make up about 75% of operating income, but it's just really interesting looking at membership fees and how similar it is to net income. And it seems like it's not really a coincidence. And so that's Costco's business model. And this will be the sort of thing that you'll get in your inbox every month, two times a month, if you subscribe for this low deal of over $4 a month for the Cyber Monday deal right now. And this is the Business Model Breakdown's new offering that we are excited to launch. So go check it out. The link is in the show notes. We are super excited for this, and we really believe that it could be very valuable for you. There's really not much else out there like this, and we think it is a very fair price. We've done a lot of testing, making sure that it's a good value for people. And yeah, check it out. Thank you so much for listening. If you're still not sold yet, go check out those three free ones and just enjoy them. We really don't want to pressure you into anything. We are just really grateful that you even listen. So with that, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thanks again for listening. You can find more information at www.investingcity.org where you can sign up and subscribe for our email newsletter that goes out every Tuesday and Friday. And you can also follow us on basically every social media platform on the face of the earth. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave us an iTunes review as it really helps us out. And with that, have a fantastic day.